0: Hi there, and welcome to another interview today. I have the wonderful Carl with me, and I will ask Carl the question I ask everybody that comes on the show. Hey, Carl, why did you become Carnivore?
1: Well, I had a funny feeling he was going to ask that question (laughs) after listening to your uh, other interviews, but to answer the the why on why I chose Carnivore, I need to go back to 2015, really. (laughs) 2015 was particularly a bad year for me, I've got to be honest with you, with regards to work commitments and the rest of it, and um, and it had a, a detrimental effect to my health. Um, I was carrying a lot of weight anyway, but the added stress of work um, kind of contributed to that and, and you know made me a, a lot worse. As a result, it was coming up to the end of 2015, so around about November. Um, we had just had some decorating done in the house and I went up on the ladder to put the uh, the curtain poles back up. Um, and the next day I got up and I, I had a considerable amount of pain in my in my shoulders. So I just put it down to the fact that I was doing something a little bit more, you know, that I'm not used to, a little bit more manual, stretching my arms up, putting the, the curtain poles back and... Um, but this pain it, it it seemed to get worse as uh, as the month went on and as we moved into December. not just that, but the pain also moved from my shoulders as if well I couldn't really lift my arms much. I moved down to my hips so to, to to such an extent that you know getting up in the morning was just a chore really, Get up in the morning and feeling so stiff and and to to the to the point that I needed to. You know, I was just really, really um, going down the stairs in a very really slow manner and it was uh, because of the pain. So I went to the doctors and uh, they, they decided to give me some uh, blood tests to find out what was wrong. Uh, obviously, it was an a inflammatory issue that, that I had, uh, but they didn't really know what it was that was causing it. So they, they did the blood tests and they called me back. And in the meantime, the pain was getting worse. So... So at the end of it, they said, well, it, it sounds like you've got what's called polymyalgia rheumatica, which is uh, PMR. But they said, we we can't really, we're reluctant to diagnose you with that because a number of factors really is that you're, uh, the CPR, the um, C-reactive protein test that I had wasn't that high to signify a problem and which would give you polymyalgia. And also my age, I was 49 at the time, which so was back in 2015, uh, going into 16, sorry, 48. And um, I, they they just really didn't know what to say. And they just told me to try and manage it with painkillers. So I I went on some anti inflammatory tablets. Uh, I went on, um, um, you know, painkillers to try and control this. But going into the Christmas of that year, it, it was a It was terrible. The pain was awful. One of the biggest things that I found, and one of the things I dreaded most, was not just walking up and down the stairs in the mornings, but going to work and putting my shoes on. That was an absolute effort. Sitting down, I would grab hold of the the bottom of my trousers and lift my leg onto my uh, onto my onto my knee, do my laces up, and vice versa. And this was because of the pain, and also because of the weight, which seemed to be increasing now. One of, the, one of the symptoms of polymyalgia is, that you, is a loss of weight, but I was carrying a lot of weight. Christmas time, Christmas was ruined. I couldn't sit down for Christmas dinner. I couldn't go to my parents for Boxing Day. I was in so much pain. I even phoned the doctor on Boxing Day as well, and they told me to go in after the Christmas period, which I did. So basically, the, the, the doctor said, reluctantly, they said to me, look, we, we'll, we'll treat it as polymyalgia. We'll give you a course of steroids. And um, if it is polymyalgia, then within 24 hours the symptoms will go, and that's exactly what happened. I took the steroids; the inflammation went down and the pain went. But it it wasn't you know it it, it wasn't the right way to treat that um, ailment. So it went, but it came with other uh, other problems. Then my blood pressure went up. I was put on ramapril. I had terrible uh, uh, acid reflux. I was put on Lansopril. I believe it's cold. my asthma inflamed. I had asthma. I had two types of pump on asthma, and uh, and I just went on there. We went into 2016, and my weight started to balloon. I went up to seventeen stone four. And to be honest with you, I'm only five foot and five foot three, five foot four. (laughs) I'll say five foot three. I'm short, you know. And seventeen stone four is just too much for somebody of my height to carry. I had a forty-four inch waist. And um, that, my trousers was in that. So it was I was in the state. But coming up to uh, uh August time, July August, I decided that I was gonna do something about it in 2016. This is now. Uh and I decided to go on what I'd normally do, and that is a low carb, uh a low fat sorry diet, low fat diet, you know, swapping out the white bread for uh whole grain, swapping out the white pasta for brown pasta. Uh, not swapping out the white rice for brown because I didn't like it. But doing these sort of things, you know, and eating so many times a day. And so that was in August, and I was doing that. And within two, three weeks, I'd lost, you know, barely lost about eight pounds. But what I found during that time is that the, the hunger was just overwhelming. I would get home from work, and because my food was that needed to be cooked, I would put my food in the oven because it was oven chips or, or jack potato or something like that, because it's healthy. And I would go to bed for half an hour. I'd set my timer. I'd go to bed because I didn't want to be awake while my food was cooking because I didn't have the patience for the, to, to wait for it to cook. So that's, that's where I was. And, uh, but I was still on all the medication. And then I saw a friend of mine, a work colleague actually, and he walked past my office one day in work. I hadn't seen him for a while because of the shifts that the, they were working. I was on days. And, uh, and I thought, what's What's he doing? So I, I went out uh, into, the, uh, into the factory area and I said, Rod, come, come here a minute and come to the office. I said, what have they been doing? You've lost a lot of weight. Is everything all right? You know, you lost weight and everything. And he goes, but he looked fit as well. He looked healthy. And he said, I've got to be honest with you. I've cracked the code. That's what he said to me, the words, I've cracked the code. And I said, what do you mean? And he started telling me about uh, uh, low carb, high fat. And uh he was telling me what he was doing, and i was you know I was really interested in this and i was so what I decided to do is to do the uh the research myself and look into it and look at various YouTube channels and podcasts and read up on certain things and um and I started hearing this this phrase ketogenic, so I decided to go on a ketogenic so to August of two thousand and sixteen, I went on to the ketogenic diet I didn't do any exercise. I couldn't because of the pain, because of the weight. I just would have, you know, would have been detrimental really to do that to my, to my joints. After about, uh, I got up to about Christmas time. I'd lost three and a half stone by then, uh, by Christmas. And, um, and I, I I just started to do a little bit of running, a lot of walking and stuff like that. But uh, just just to say, but so I was, I was 17 stone four when I started this journey. It's 242 pounds. Um, by March of 2017, I had lost 70 pound of weight, and uh, and the, it it was amazing really, because it wasn't just the weight loss; it was the, the 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 fog that we get that we often hear people talking about. The fog that's lifted, the energy was just through the roof. You know, just going at it all day, up early in the morning without jumping out of bed with a spring to my step, if you like, and off I would go into the day. And uh, I, it it was just recently, I was looking at uh, some uh, old emails and I saw a notification of Fitbit. And it came in May of 2017. And I looked at that and it said, congratulations, £75 loss. So I'd actually lost £75 at that point. I started doing a little bit of running and the rest of it and got into got got that bug and was doing 5k's 10k's and then on my 50th birthday of 2017 June the 19th 2017 I applied for a local um uh 10k run and I ran that and to me it was this really that it was from from that point from being uh, as I was in in uh, in 2016 uh, around about the same time, June, July, August, uh, to the point of running on my 50th birthday a 10K run. In a sweltering heat, managed to do it, and it was all down to the fact that I had changed my dietary habits and had moved into into the ketogenic diet. So I have a lot to be thankful for for the ketogenic diet and for the, the various foods that I was eating. So my why, carnivore. Uh, My journey continuing, it hasn't always been plain sailing, there's always been, there's been ups and downs, Mm -hmm. and I constantly remind myself for this, not just for the keto way of eating, but also the carnival way of eating, Mm -hmm. is that one of the biggest whys that I've got is that I realise my whys through my failures. If I fail by eating something that's um, going to be detrimental to my health, then uh, uh, then it is detrimental to my health, and I have a, a reaction to that. And that's one of the biggest whys I get as well. Why am I doing this? Because this, these certain foods are causing me an issue. We come up to uh, 2020, 2021, and um, I was you know, still following a low-carb, ketogenic lifestyle, and I, there was no turning back from that. And then one day, as many people do, I was listening to, as I did, I, I listened to quite a few of Joe Rogan's podcasts. And here we are again, he came along, Joe Rogan with Sean Baker. And I listened to that and I really did catch my attention. So I thought, this is, this is amazing. So I decided that I would give the carnivore Dial a go. And I haven't looked back since because if you look at different levels, from low carb uh, to ketogenic uh, to carnivore, then the carnivore is uh, to me at a different level. I remember seeing a friend of mine back when I just started on the on the carnivore diet in, in 2021. And I saw him in the car park of a, of a superstore there. And, and he came out and he said to me, Carl, he said, Are you still doing the keto diet? I said, Yeah, I've been doing a keto diet for a while, but I'm actually doing carnivore now. And that intrigued him. He said, well, What do you mean? And I said, I was explaining to her, I eat animal products. I don't eat any vegetables anymore. And, and this guy, he also, uh, started going into the ketogenic diet, but what was good about him is that he owned a cafe in town and started doing keto breakfasts and, uh, and some sort of, ke- some keto meals as well, which was good. But yeah, so the journey was from keto through to 2021, 2021. And I started on the carnivore diet then. And, uh, and like I said, it's just a, it's just a different level for me. With regards, well, no, this one may ask a question. I don't know, but with regards to my medication, um, the first thing went was was the the, the, uh, the acid reflux. So I had a word with the doctor, and before I was on the medication, I used to drink bottles from the bottle, which I would never recommend never recommended the of the of the Gaveston, and I would drink it because it would be so it would get me up in the night, so I would jump out of bed because the acid reflux would come up and it would go down your airway. you couldn't for a moment you'd wake up you know in fright in, in shock because of this was happening, and I in and then calm myself down, but that's what I was doing. Lanzaparaana was put on that medication stopped the acid reflux is gone. The um the asthma the asthma, I would go on the asthma clinic, I was taken off the asthma clinic, that prescription stopped. Uh I was on the blue and also the steroid, the brown one. Uh that's gone. Uh, the um the polymyalgia has never returned. You know, I went on the steroids, but I've never had problems. But if I do eat certain foods, then pains come back. So I stay away from those foods. And then um it was the last thing to go was uh, was just about I would say two or three months ago. Uh, I've been checking regularly my blood pressure. I, had, I, I phoned up the doctor. I had a word with her, uh, a little bit of a, a chat with him on the phone. Um, sorry, a gentleman it was. And then um, told him what the, my blood pressure was. I'm happy if you to come off your tablets now. So ramapril, that's gone as well. So I'm obviously on zero medication at the moment. So uh, and one thing that a lot of people say as well is that um, I never said, I've, I've, this has been said to me many times, that... You don't seem to get a cold. You don't seem to get ill, you know. And you don't. You know, it's just uh, it's just a great lifestyle. And uh, I am truly a, I appreciate what, what happened to me through the ketogenic lifestyle and then going on to the carnival lifestyle as well. It's been great.
0: That is amazing. And I'll give you ten out of ten for your summary of your life there. Uh, brilliant, brilliant. That was that was that was just, just stunning. Thank you so much for that. And uh, there's a few bits there that You were a bit cheeky with my question, but um, I will return the favour of the joke because hearing about Joe Rogan and the Sean Baker podcast, that that comes up so much. That's so influential for so many people. Um, One thing just quickly, uh, the polymyalgia you said has never returned, but if you eat certain foods, you do feel pains and stuff, so you stay away from those foods. What are those foods that you stay away from?
1: Well, well. First of all, I mean, you know, if if I do, uh, and and I said, you know, like like I said to you, it's, it hasn't been all plain sailing. I'm not, I'm not perfect in any way. We're, we're all human and we do slip. But on occasions, if I do introduce a little bit of if it's a bit of rice or pasta in a meal, uh, then I would get that inflammation again. Uh, if I eat some bread, yeah. stay away from bread. I get that inflammation again. It's terrible. But, but what I found recently, and it, um. So throughout the keto the keto diet obviously eating uh, that, that uh, the the macros the way the macros are with the the low carb the moderate protein and high fat um, I love cheese I love cheese and I, I love cheese throughout uh, the carnivore diet as well as as um, uh, just to add to your meal and. Um, but what I found, uh, just uh, going back just uh, just a, a few a few months ago, is that I was getting some pains in my fingers, particularly my my little finger. And I thought to myself perhaps I'd knocked it, or you know I might have it felt like a chipped a bone or something. It was hurting. It's going on for some time, but uh, with the, the way that I was eating at the moment, I was adding uh, quite a lot of cheese. I was always having cheese every day and um, not every meal, but one meal if I was eating two or one meal, whatever it might be, I would add some cheese. So what I decided to do is cut out that cheese, and the pain in the finger has gone. Mm. So I done a little bit of experiment on myself. I had some cheese, the pain came back. So I'm staying away at the moment. I'll, you know, sad really because I do like cheese and I, I would like to eat it, and uh, but I can't. Maybe there'll be a point in time when I can introduce that back in again. But uh, that's what. I did. And the other thing as well, uh, if I could uh, mention, is that. Also eating, eating introducing some vegetables as well. I don't, I don't find that there's a there's an issue with that really. But if I do, then stop. If there's been a period of time that I've been eating them and then I stop eating it, then I do get that that dumping, that oxalate dumping, and I do get the the pain in the fingers, which I think is probably uh, for everybody and maybe another. Um, another avenue to go down but with regards to the inflammation yes those certain foods so introducing those and that's what I say to you when people ask the why well the why is in the failures I fail I eat something and then I realise oh that's why I do it so yeah, yeah it's a good reminder I mean that, that oh, that's a good point and never feel
0: uh this is for you and anyone else who's gonna come on and talk about the success stories that I'm perfect because I'm not. I mean, um I had spaghetti bolognese on Friday night because um my wife was saying, Do you remember when we used to make spaghetti bolognese? I quite missed that, so we did it. And um the first couple of bites of spaghetti were not good for me. I did I did you know, I liked the beef, basically, I didn't like the tomatoes, and it's just something I would possibly do maybe once every six months because I didn't feel it was great. Um, and I and I miss just having a big juicy rib ribeye and feeling so great and um satiated. But yes, we all do it. I suppose that brings us nicely on to just a quick question then. When you went on this journey, what did? Even going back to 2015, 16, what did your friends and family think that you were going to do low carb keto? Um, did, were they sort of supportive or did they think you were being stupid doing it?
1: Well, a bit of both, really. They they thought I was absolute bonkers for doing it. Yes, stupid, but also they, they were supportive as well. Like, um, my wife is supportive, we've been married now for, for, for 28 years. Um, uh, to my wife, and yeah, she was she supported me. She let me get on with it. Um, she would sometimes prepare some meals for me, but predominantly, I would do my own. Uh, they 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 never really come on this journey with me, to be honest with you, which is a sad thing because I know that it would help them in a, in a lot of health issues that they face. Uh, both my my wife and my daughters I've got four daughters, and. Um, but yeah, supportive in that way, but also thinking I, I, I'm a little bit nuts, particularly. I mean, there's been times when, uh, again, I've been out shopping and we've been out together. and I see a friend and uh, they haven't seen me for a while and they, they say, oh, what have I been doing? And then at that point, my wife will roll her eyes around they go, oh, here we go again. And she would say, she would, oh, don't ask him that question because he, he won't shut up about it. And he'll just keep on and on and on. So <laughs> I, I do get that. And um, but uh, yeah, and, and you know, I talking to my my parents about it. My my mother suffers from uh, osteoporosis. Uh, my father, you know, they're both in their eighties now. My father's had some terrible trouble with with cancers, and and uh, you know, you look at them, and I, I just, I just wish that they could have been steered in that this way of eating as well, because I think it would have helped. It would have helped, and that's that's basically what I. I tell people, but there are, you know, you come across people even today. I mean, I've I recently started a new job uh, back in April and uh, uh, I'm talking to the, uh, the, the the lady at the reception and uh, he said, he saw me with some food. I was walking along with my, my lunchbox. He goes, well, what have you got in there? And I told him I got mints. She goes, no, I, I, that's right, mints. And he goes, oh, what do what you having with this? So I'm just having the mints. Um and then she says, oh, what do you eat then? And I said, Oh, I, I like I like having a bit of steak. And I tell her, I oh, say, what do you have with it then? Do you have chips with it? No. Do you have this? Do you have that? And I say, No. And she, she she just looked at me and says, Ah, you you're winding me up. You're joking with me now, aren't you? And I said, No, I'm being absolutely serious. And then she kind of took the look of confusion on her face. But uh, but, yeah, you do get uh, different people. But my family as a core have been supported to me, although I haven't come along on this journey, which is sad, really. I wish they would. Uh, yeah. really. It's just a, no. a
0: strange thing because, you know, this friend you saw who cracked the code, yeah. nothing, nothing beats seeing results with your own eyes. You know, the, the press, you know, the media can tell you, follow the guidelines. But if you see someone you know and they look so much better and healthier, Yeah, that's much more convincing and um, I I feel your pain there where you're saying about your wife and daughters support you but don't follow this way of eating because it is frustrating and I think strangely enough the the hardest part about being carnivore is you want everyone else to do it because you know it will improve their situation and it's very hard because you don't, like like your wife said oh, here we go, you'll never shut him up now it's very difficult because you're only thinking about them Um, but... Sadly, you know, you're fighting a big tsunami of misinformation from, you know, the yeah, guidelines. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, it does it always surprises me. But it's really common, your situation. And mm. the people around you won't do it, even though you've completely turned your health and life around. And um, But there you go. You can't make people do stuff. But eventually, maybe they'll come to yeah. your way of thinking, you've got four daughters. Possibly one will do it, and then another one. You might have a domino effect. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, right. So let's do some nitty gritty because people always like to know these sort of things. Uh, what's your meal frequency? Are you doing one meal a day, two meals, or do you not even bother with
1: that? Um, I to, to be honest, if, if I feel if I feel hungry, I'll eat. I eat. I predominantly do two meals, uh, but I do swing back and forth from two to one meal a day. So it, it all depends on how I how I feel. What, I, what I'm trying to do is something that I've never been able to do with the, as I said earlier on, the, the traditional, if you like, we can call it that, the way of eat, of, uh, of dieting. When they tell you, uh, you know, eat uh, eat little, eat often, eat low fat, eat this and the other. always, always hungry, always, but not so not being not allowing yourself really to 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 be able to listen to what your body's telling you. And that's the point that, I, that I'm that i aiming to, or I aim to get to, that uh, I want to be intuitive, you know, and listen to what my body says. If I feel hungry, I'll eat. I'll eat until I've had enough, and then I stop eating. But I do uh, tend to do uh, two meals a day, and then sometimes I'm on one meal a day.
0: What well, I was going to say, what do you drink? Do you drink coffee or just water?
1: Yeah, when I said I only do, uh, I'm I'm 85 to 90 percent. I do, I do drink coffee. It's one of those things I am looking to reduce. I have reduced it. My my hence my name Haverzi. My father is Hungarian, right? So I you know brought up with you go to Hungary, you have strong, strong coffee. It's almost like liquor, and, and that's when like I. I drink almost espresso strength coffee on a regular basis, and that's what I, was, I drink quite a lot. So I'm reducing that down. So I do drink coffee, but I drink my um, uh, water. I like my sparkling water. You know, I used to be a I used to be a big diet coke again because that's what they told you, you should drink diet coke, diet this, that, and the other. But no, it's it's just water. But I do drink coffee now and again as well. And I also got the old uh, the, the electrolyte drink as well, which I've uh, come to enjoy.
0: Yeah. Uh, what's the flavour of your electrolyte drink? Because I've got one of um Keto Pro's ones. I got yeah, those right. pros
1: I got you. yeah. Look at that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um, there'll be a link in the description if you're interested in uh, Richard Smith's Keto Pro electrolyte drink. Um, I, I love how you slipped in that you lost a lot of weight without any exercise, yeah. and then by your 50th birthday, you decided to exercise, and and I really like that. That's again a common thing in these stories yeah. where you're not doing it for weight loss. You're doing it for health. And uh, do you, do you keep running now, or was that a little phase you just went through?
1: No, no. Well, it uh, yeah, I, I was running. It, it became addictive to me, to be honest with you. It was around 2017, going to 2018. I was I was running quite a lot, but I, I did. Um, I think I I I've done two half marathons. And my my last half marathon that I did, I had problems with my knee. Um. It was it just went too stiff, and I had to stop running, walking. But so I stopped a bit of running. Then I have um, started back to doing a bit of running because I did a, uh, I did actually, I did a weighted, a weighted walk challenge in July for Help for Heroes, and it was with a pack on of around about uh, twenty to uh, twenty to thirty pound. I was putting on this, and I had to walk hundred and fifty miles through the month, and uh, it was getting up out there. Uh, through the trails and everything that we got, I mean, we, we live in an area we, we are tremendously blessed, really, with the area that I live in. And um, I I have started. I started back in August doing running, and the reason I started back in August, so what I'm trying to do is set myself goals and challenges. So I I entered a um, a local uh, 10k trail run, and uh, so I thought right. I've uh, ended that. It was going to be. It was it. Um, it was just two weeks ago, actually, and um, I didn't start running until August because I got this challenge out of the way in July, and then August I started running, and I managed to get around the six uh, the the six mile route on that. So I've done that, and then I said, "I'm sorry, I'm going to set myself another goal now." So I am. Running a little bit more, not run as much as I used to, but what I'm doing and what I want to do is I want to get up there in in the trails because just getting out there into onto the mountains, the forestries is just wonderful. I also it's do cool. resistance training as well every day.
0: Ah, okay. What sort of stuff? What equipment have you got?
1: Well, I do the uh, the, and I I think I've asked you this uh, asked you a question on one of your uh, Sunday lives. I do the X3 bar actually hmm So yeah, I do the x 3 It's it's re- it, it does it just accommodates what I have my lifestyle at the minute. Um I I, I train in the morning. I, I, I do a bit of running every so often, every other day. But every day I do this uh, 10, 15 to 20, maybe 20 minutes real routine on the on the X three bar. And I've found that to be absolutely tremendous, really. Because what I what I found uh, with the with a ketogenic diet, uh, is that uh, because of the model of protein that I was on, I, I've always been, even though I was short, I've always been quite stocky because I was, you know, in, I used to do a lot of weight training when I was in my uh, late teens, early 20s. And um, I found that I just looked at my uh, my uh, my muscle as if it was just all disappearing, you know. There was nothing there. I, I had no definition. Since I've been on the carnivore diet and since I've been doing the X3 as well, um, I, I'm starting to get some muscle back and that's because of the that I do put an emphasis on protein along with the fats um, and then with the resistance training as well because I wasn't doing resistance training when I used to run back in 2017-18 I was just running only and I was starting to look like a runner as well you know yes. um, yeah, that, that runner doesn't look <laughs> yes. um, but I am you know but the the X3 is what I do when I, I find it um, very beneficial and it, it complements my uh, my lifestyle at the moment
0: yeah it's very interesting because it's like listening to my story because I look back at pictures of me when I was doing keto and half marathons, and all I see is this gaunt looking person uh better than when I was high carb, obviously you know not chubby and in pain like you say um and it's interesting because I stopped doing the half marathons because I had knee pain that was keeping me up at night, you know it was inflamed and hot and painful um. So yeah, your your journey is very similar to mine. I mean, I've bought back into my life sprinting, which is something I've really enjoyed. Yeah. So I do like hundred meter uh, sprints three or four three or four times a week. Um and I think the X3 bar is it is fabulous bit of kit actually. And I, I, I saw the same as you. I saw muscle going on. Um so that, that, that's really brilliant. So I just want to ask you a, a couple of other things. I was I was taking some notes there. Yeah. Have you have you ever gone back to your doctor and said about the PMR that you know it's gone completely? I did it with diet. Is it, have, has the medical profession taken any notice? Of
1: it? Yeah. Well, not not to the PMR, but um, obviously to the uh, because I was on ramapril for blood pressure. Mm-hmm. They've got to keep an eye on on the. In kidneys because of some of the, one of the side effects being detrimental to the kidneys. So I was going back uh, for uh, regular blood blood checks, and I just recently had another one. Um, and this this all bore from the, I, I I realized after I'd lost a lot all my weight, I had I had a lump uh, in my stomach. So I went to the doctor at this, and this was going this you know this was going on about mid. This was actually before I was going to do the Cardiff Half Marathon in in uh, in 2017 so I was I was a bit worried that I wouldn't they were going to operate on me I wouldn't be able to do the run so he asked me and one of the questions he asked me in that was when did you notice that you had this hernia because that's what it is he said it's a hernia you know they were quite confident in that and I said well I've lost a lot of weight and um and uh, this is and and then I think to myself oh now I've got an opportunity to talk about the ketogenic, you know, low-carb lifestyle and whatever. So I said to him, I've lost a lot of weight by following the ketogenic diet and blah, blah, blah. And, and he said, oh, he said, that's, um, that's a, a, a low-carb and a protein, and you you're got to waste away. you are got to waste away. You're going to make yourself ill. Um, you've got to come off it. And he wasn't concerned about my urn any longer. He was only concerned about the fact that I was on this diet even though uh, I had come off some medication, even though I'd lost this weight, uh, and he was just trying to talk me out to going on, he said, I- I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to send you. I-, I want you to give blood, some bloods, and I want you to look. I want to look at your cholesterol." So uh, I said, well, "Fair enough." So I, I, they took some of the blood and they went off to analyst. A couple of weeks later, I had a phone call. I'm so on my way home from work. a phone call, and it's the surgery. Oh, um, We've had your uh, your test results back for your cholesterol. So would you would you please make an appointment to come and see the doctor? And I thought to myself then, I'd only been on this journey for X amount of months, and I thought, oh no, what's happened? What have they seen? What have they thought? So I went to see the doctor, but I didn't see that doctor. I saw a different doctor, a lady doctor on this occasion. I went in, and I noticed straight away that as I went in there, she had uh, medals everywhere in her room, and it were Ironman medals and all this sort of thing. So I sat down and she said, Haversy, what, uh, what can I do for you and what's the problem? I said, well, I've been asked to come back in because of my, my blood results, and my cholesterol. And she, she says, all right then. So she went on, she tapped on the, on the keyboard, she looked at the screen. And she looked at me and then she looked at the screen and she said, well, what's the problem then? I said, well, I don't know. I said, you guys have called me back in. She was, well, I can't see that there's an issue. So I said to her, I said, look, I said, it's probably because of the diet that I follow and the doctor that I saw two weeks ago wasn't happy with that and he wanted me to and she said these words to me. She said let me tell you this now you probably know more about nutrition than that doctor you saw two weeks ago and that, she said that about one of her own colleagues, which I thought was amazing. And then she asked me, what do you do? And I I started to talk to her about 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 the, uh, the lifestyle that was on and she said she just said, look, she, and then she just sure don't get me started on it. And she started to, so she's completely anti-sugar and she's all about the you know the anti-sugar and, and it was great. But you know, there are times when when you hear when you're able to talk to doctors like that, and it's just great because one another occasion, fast forward now, now I'm on the carnivore diet, still having these um uh tests because I'm still on the ramble pill at that point. My blood pressure, my uh, sorry, my cholesterol's gone up uh, to into double figures. So they, I have a letter. You may want to consider uh, statins. And so I, I was, you know, I didn't like this. So I phoned again, asked for another interview with the doctor. And um, but I asked him if I could have a breakdown of what uh, what that made up that total score. So I was talking to a young girl doctor at the time. And and I, she goes, oh, you want to know what the bridge? And she went straight on to her, like a like a it must have been like a script really. Oh well, you can go on on uh, on statins, she says. But you are it is quite low, and maybe something you want to consider. But if you want to go on, them, we'll put And He said, look, I don't want to go on on statins um, because I think that the side effects of those far outweigh anything that that issues that you think I may have. And I said, she goes, oh, you want to know the breakdown? I said, yeah, can you tell me my my L, my, L, my HDL? What was it before? My LDL, the rest of it. And, and uh, the uh, the HDL had gone uh, down. The LDL had gone up. I asked her what the particles were. She couldn't, didn't have that information. Um, and then I asked her what my triglycerides were. They had gone down. I said, well, that's good then, isn't it? So I started talking to her and, and I said, look, I'm awful sorry for just going on and on and on and talk about this. And she says, No, I gotta tell you. She said, it's an absolute breath of fresh air to be able to talk to somebody like you, she said. And she goes, the problem we've got is that we we all our education and nutrition is all based on old literature and uh, you know, outdated um uh, papers and that's what we that's what we still are taught. So that was that was another great and I had another good conversation with the doctor when I was taken off my um, my uh uh blood pressure tablets which was just a few moments ago. But with the PMR or materials or question, no, not really. Nobody's spoken to me about that. They were really reluctant to to diagnose me with that, uh, to be honest with you, because of my age and because of the CPR or uh, the CRP. And um but I have had good conversations with doctors over the other medication that I have and, and also with my cholesterol results as well. Mm. Yeah.
0: It's great it's great well
1: that, that that's
0: a that's a heartening story. I know there was a couple of bits there where you know you're encountering doctors telling you, you gotta get off this diet even though you're looking better and you're coming off medications again that is a that is a constant bugbear for me because like I said earlier the the evidence of your own eyes is very important and and, and people should be Taking note, really. Anyway, uh, Carl, is there anything that you feel that you'd like to say? Because I tend to sort of wrap up with this this final question, which is if someone is contemplating maybe doing carnivore or keto, yeah. but is on the fence. Sort of what if you were if you were the person that's walked past someone's office and they've run out to you and said, "Wow, you look good. I'm thinking about doing this." What what would you say to them?
1: Well. <laughs> What would I say to, well, to, to be honest with you, what I would say is is that, first of all, you know, if you are on the fence on this, there's one thing you've got to consider. Now, I, I listen to, I, I, I'm, I subscribe to a, a lot of YouTubers in the in the carnival Kido Ikido space. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, I try and read as much as I can. One of the things that, and I would say to that person, one of the things that amazes me most Every day really uh, is the way that our bodies are so you so wonderfully made. Now there are two there are two camps here. We could go down. You could go down the the evolution camp, or you could go down the creation camp. wherever it might be, whichever way it is, whichever way you would you would go down. I go. I tend to go down because, like I said, I'm I'm in a travel. Year. I go down uh, the, the the creation the Christian. There's a verse in the Bible in Psalm 39 that says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We're fearfully and wonderfully made, and from even from an evolution perspective, our bodies are so amazing. And that's the thing, that's the thing that staggers me every day, really, as I go through this journey, as I started and go through the journey. One thing I'm amazed at is the way that our bodies are able to that that, that how we were originally uh, evolved or designed. How we originally were made, um, and I think that the the, the low carb ketogenic carnivore way of living is the way that we are supposed to live and function as human beings on on this earth. Because, our, like I said, our bodies are wonderful, and the things that that happen in our bodies are truly truly wonderful. <laughs> When you're looking at the way that we that uh, the the way that uh, uh, ketones are developed within our bodies, uh and through the through the liver and, and t- absolutely amazing. I'm always staggering when I hear people such as you, yourself and other experts on this who've really gone down the rabbit holes, it's tremendously encouraging to people like me, you know, uh who are the listeners, uh, who try and support in any way that we can through hitting the like and the subscribes. You know, doing all these things, uh, utterly amazed, and 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 I'm so grateful as well. Recently, to be able to have connected with Keto Pro, if I may give them a mention, I am, uh, uh, you know, truly, you know, thankful for that. Uh, particularly with uh, with Richard's knowledge that he's got as well. And I have actually asked him to come and do a meeting here because there's so many people that could benefit, not just for those that I've met who run in uh, and who do endurance uh, kind of events, but I know a lot of people, some people who suffer from polymyalgia, fibromyalgia, diabetes. These people could benefit so much by going back to the, as we hear so many times, the proper human diet, the proper human diet. And I think that that's what I would. That's what I would tell people. You know, your your, your body is marvelous. is a, is a marvelous, marvelous machine, and if we feed it right, if we give it the right nutrients, the right macros, it it will function in the way it's supposed to function. And that's what I would say to that person, Carl. That was that was amazing. That was really really good. Did you enjoy doing that? I did. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I just thank you for the opportunity because, uh, you know, you do get passionate about these things. Um, and you can see that it can help a lot of people in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, I got, fra- I got friends who are, who are just a couple of years younger than me who've had double hip replacements uh, and the rest of it through Crohn's and through the And you just think if I had, I wish, I wish that I had come to this on this journey earlier. That I, I, I wish that so much that I'd started on this journey on this way of life so much earlier than what I did and maybe would um, for one reason only because I maybe had an opportunity to influence more people than what I've done so far because it would have been a, 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 a longer time in this lifestyle but I, I do appreciate this and I thank you for the opportunity to be able to just share some of my story with you
0: No, it's fine I, I mean, I'm honoured that people want to come on and I, I love hearing everyone's story it's just is amazing, and and the similarities between the way you're thinking and how I feel. I mean, I, I really do say virtually every week at some point, I wish I knew then what I know now. Yeah, uh, and that can go back even to my twenties when I, yeah, I did a bodybuilding show. I looked awesome, you know. I was a good sports person, and but I know I would have been better long term if I hadn't have eaten all the carbs and all the porridge and oatmeal and fruit and all that. So, uh, yeah, I, I think. Yeah, it's just very humbling and it's very kind of you, what you just said. It's very nice to listen to, to what I do. But I try to let people like you speak because, you know, that, that's the best thing, that, you know, personal experience. And I know people like Bart Kay talk about anecdotes. It's just anecdotes, you know. But, you know, anecdotes, if you've got 100 anecdotes, that's thats serious data, that is. And, yeah, same things keep coming up. Um then it is meaningful. And I think even, you know, the big influencers, I think uh, Eric Berg's got something like, I don't know, 7,000 success stories. Sean Baker's definitely got, you know, into the thousands, yeah, success stories. So, yeah, it was really nice to, really nice to hear from you there. And it was nice that you, you mentioned Richard, who was, uh, you know, recently in my life, I mean, it was Adam who calls himself the fat addict, uh I interviewed him I didn't know Richard and um, he did very a sort of similar thing to you, mentioned Richard, and I thought, oh this Richard guy sounds really good. Yeah. I'll have to get in contact with him. So I think the influence you have and the inspiration from this you know, 45 minutes will be quite far reaching and very surprising because yeah, yeah, it will do it will do that. And um You know, without getting too philosophical, I mean, the more you learn about the human body, Mm. the more you're amazed. And you're absolutely right. You can, and I've had this conversation with many people, it's sometimes so complex and so beautifully designed. And I use that word, you know, (laughs) with inverted commas, you think it must have been designed because it's so elegant, it's so fantastic. But I also understand. The evolutionary point of view that, you know, it's, it's millions, if not billions of years of evolution. If you had that time to develop something, it would end up being perfect. But the bottom line is, whatever you believe, you've got to treat it right. And I think Richard uses the thing about you can run a car on seed oils, yeah, but you can't live off diesel or something like that. You know, and I think we've got to look at what we are eating and as you say, the proper human diet, you know, when you look at stable isotope testing of long bones, every single continent, every single era of humans, well, that's what we've eaten, predominantly animal protein and fats. So we, we've, however you look at it, we're designed to eat that. That's that's the point I'm making, because yeah, that's, that's what true. we've done. That's what we've evolved. If we've evolved, that's how we've evolved. And if that's what we were designed to eat in the first place, that's what we should be eating now. And it's a, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Because people eat these modern foods, um, alleged foods, and all we've seen is more sickness, more obesity, more diabetes, more heart attacks. And it's it correlates with the reduction in red meat, the reduction in fats and butter and things like that, and the increase in seed oils and um, you know, high carbohydrate foods and all these processed foods. So, to me, it seems like a no-brainer. To be honest, absolutely. Anyway, I've kept you. I've kept you a bit too long. Now, sorry. That's fine. That's fine. That's
1: great. No, That's great. Did you feel you've missed anything that you want to tag on, or well, I,
0: yeah. <laughs> what you you spoke about? Uh,
1: not really. Only that. Uh, only that. Only that day. Would uh, I, I? I do predominantly with regards to what I what meats I eat. I have got over towards more um, uh, ruminant now, so I do, you know, mince and I do ribeyes and I do lamb now and again, and, and maybe, uh, you know, I, I tell people I'm having, I've had a treat over the weekend. I had myself a treat, and they say, "What's that?" I had some pork. <laughs> yes, <my laughs> no, it's not. It's not that I have, or I, I've had some chocolate. I've had some chips. or I've had some ice cream. It's that I've had some pork, or might be, I've had a bit of chicken. Really, <laughs> actually. Uh, not so not so much these days, but more so. I mean, five days a week, uh, Monday to Friday, I just concentrate having that taking mince into work with some eggs. And then I get home and I have a ribeye with eggs. And then maybe sometimes on a weekend, I might have uh, a pork shoulder or something like that, you know, just a couple to go with my mince and my eggs. So that's that's, that's, uh, that's the only thing I do with regards to what I'm eating now the minute.
0: Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Your support means the absolute world to me. And if you're enjoying the show, I've got a small favour to ask you. I'd be incredibly grateful if you would consider becoming a supporter and make a small monthly donation. Your contribution will really help to improve the show. I'll be able to improve the software, maybe put a few more episodes out and do many things that I'm hoping to do in the future. Do them a lot quicker. So it's a small monthly contribution. You can cancel at any time and the link is in the show notes. Thanks very much for listening.